Happy Mother's Day. How you doing? But look on some of your dad's faces. You're just now finding out Mother's Day, aren't you? Yeah, City Market is open and they sell flowers. You read Dash over there after church? It may not keep you out of the doghouse. It may just reduce the time that you spend in there. But, you know, go for it. I'm here to help you. Moms, we are so glad you're here. And if you are not a mom and you think of tuning out, Moms, this is for ladies, this is for anybody who's ever had a mom, so you are, you are in the right place. But moms, we love you. It's great. And this, I want you to see this, this time, this day, this service, as an invitation for you to take a permanent vacation from the guilt trip that you lay on yourself, right? Don't look at me like I'm making this up. You know what it is. The guilt trip that you lay on yourself for not being a perfect mom, right? For they're not crying, they're not calling for you, they're happy. Okay, for the guilt trip that you lay on yourself for not being the perfect mom, and you think your friends, because they're Pinterest perfect Facebook posts, right, are doing it right, and you might not be doing it wrong. You know why they post pictures? Because they don't want to post videos. Because if they posted videos, you get to hear the screaming in the background. Right? Get it back. It's mine. I hate you. Sit down. No. I hate you. Right? And then they're like, no. He's eating out of the, the cat's litter box again. Right? And they're talking about the dad. So no, no perfect moms. No perfect families. No f- perfect people. And that's okay. That's okay because we have a perfect God. And that is what we're talking about. We all have a perfect God who loves us perfectly. So no matter how far from perfect you might feel, Mom, um, there is hope. I want you to know that Jesus is very pro-mom. He is extraordinarily pro-mom. In fact, When he came on his rescue mission, when he put skin on and came to save us, he chose to have a mom. I don't know how many of you sit there and think about that because he is the creator God of all the universe. He had lots of options. He didn't have to choose to have a mom. He could have been like ziplining down from Mount Sinai. He could have been hatched, right? He chose not to. He could have been beamed down as an eight-year-old Jewish boy with a full beard. That would have gotten attention. He could have done it, but he didn't. He chose to have a mom. And that alone shows that God, Jesus, is pro-mom. And you may think, yeah, he's pro-mom and a fan of moms in general. I want you to leave here knowing that he is a fan of you in particular, that he loves you. Take a look. Take a look at what Jesus said. Why, why is it so important that we have moms? Because it's so important to him that kids be loved and appreciated and, and brought up to love him. Here's what he said. He said, see that you do not despise even one of these little ones. For I tell you that in heaven, their angels will always see face of my father who is in heaven 
Jesus is so in love with kids that each one of them has an angel. Has an angel. That's where that comment, that's where that thought comes from. Right? But do you see where they are? They're in heaven looking at the face of Father God. Now, what are they doing there, you might think? I need them here. I need them here to take a, a round of, of, of carpool, right? I need them here. Well, God has that covered. Your child's angels always see the face of Father God, and he's got somebody to make sure they always see your children the face of the father and that's you that's you mom they look into your eyes they see the face of god they feel your touch and your embrace and they feel the love of god you go wherever they need and they see the presence and the faithfulness of god I know you're thinking, I'm going to go to heaven. I'm going to find my kid's angel. I know which one that one's going to be. It's going to be the one with the black eye, the missing tooth, the torn robe, and the arm in the sling, right? That's not how it goes. He's got them there because he's got you here. And he's in you. And you are its treasure. You see, God does not do random You know, we use that word a lot, but God does not do random. You are a mom because you were chosen. You were called no less than a full-time ministry or a full-time missionary. You are called and, and chosen and empowered by design. I want you to know this truth. Before your child can know God and his love, they will know you, mom, and your love. And your love rightly done in him will come to his love is a great thing to celebrate but if we're honest and 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 church is a good place to get honest there there are days right there are times when you think this why did god give me a child like this right you have done that right i know my wife has done that I will not tell you which of our two children she was looking at most often when she thought this, because they are both here. And that would be awkward, right? But we ask, why did God give me a child like this? In love, right? But might I suggest that you might be asking the wrong question. You see, God knew this child and their needs and their hurts and their questions and their longings. And he knew that one person empowered and indwelt by him would be perfect. Perfect in their imperfection. Perfect for reflecting who he is. And that is you. God does not do random and he chose you and what we want to do today is to encourage you now to encourage you god has given you mom's superpowers i think you know this but a superpower is not 
uh, much good if you don't know you have it. And some of them you already know that you have. And some of them you do not know or you need to be reminded of. And so we're going to talk about some of those today. God has given you superpowers. And, and you think, well, you're making this up. No, I am not. The Apostle Paul wrote this to, the, to you. May you be strengthened with, what's those next two words? All power. Is that not the definition of superpower? May you be strengthened with all power according to God's glorious might for all endurance and all patience with joy. If you're a mom, is that what you need? All endurance, all patience, all joy, all power, all of God. Yes, it is. And you got it. You got it. Now, there are some superpowers that you know that you have. And we just want to celebrate you for them. You have, you have the superpower of supernatural healing. If you doubt this, like a mom can heal a boo-boo, bring down a fever, uh, scrapes, burns. When prom time comes, a broken heart, you can heal that with a kiss and a hug. You can do that. That is supernatural healing. You have Holy Spirit power of discernment. You know when your kids are up to no good. <laughs> if someone is going to bust a child for eating ice cream under the bed at 2 a.m., just, just go, I'm going for my own history, okay? It's going to be the mom. You also know when your child is in danger. You also know when something is not right and you don't have a reason other than God put it in you. You have Holy Spirit power of discernment. You have supernatural hearing. You can hear. You can hear if a large bottle of baby powder is being sprinkled on the carpet and the furniture on a floor that you do not occupy. Again, going just from my own personal experience. You can hear. You can enter a room of screaming children and hear your own calling out for you. You can hear what is not being said when they just look at you. You know this. And that is not natural. That is supernatural. You also have superhuman lie detector. Not many with us, they're mostly upstairs, but there are some. Your mama knows when you're lying before you speak. Husbands, they can also turn this power on us. So do not try it. I'm just trying to help you. You have other superpowers too. Like the don't you even try it look. Do you doubt that comes from God? You got the superpower of the purse that is like a clown car, right? You never know what's going to come out of the. Oh, sweetie, you need a scale model of the Eiffel Tower made out of chocolate covered pretzels. I got one right here. <laughs> you think they made up Mary Poppins? No. You have superpowers. That you know. I'm concerned about the ones that you may forget. Because moms have kryptonite. 
You know what kryptonite is? That's what Superman defenseless against. It's discouragement. Discouragement. And that comes over you like a wave. And as regular as the waves. Right? And you need to know that you have promises. And you have superpowers against discouragement from fatigue, frustration, fear, and failure. And you don't have to be a mom to know what it means to be discouraged by these things. So you can apply these. But to do that, you and I need to know the promise as deeply and intimately as we know the pressure. Right? We need to know the encouragement even more than we're familiar with the discouragement. Because that is God's way for you to fight back. So we're going to go through these and I just want you to drill down and know and remember and tap into the promise, right? And the first one is fatigue. You know what this is and you know how this feels. It can be a day. It can be a season. It can be a series of years where you say, I have had enough and I am so weary. I can't go on. It could be that your child wants to play this game for the hundredth time, or they spill again, or they disrespect you, or it's just a series or a lifetime, and you're tired. Not just needing a nap tired. You, this is far beyond that. This is the kind of fatigue that will sap the life and the hope out of you. And all of you, if you were honest, do you know this? And when I think of somebody who has tapped into the power of God over fatigue, it's, it's my mama. She had a lifetime of, it can't keep going like this. She was born and raised in Brooklyn and was abused in the ugliest way by her father. And she got out of there because she met my, so dysfunctional family, right? She meets the love of her life, who is my dad, marries him at age 20. They have six kids because we were Catholic, and that's what you do, right? First, my sister and me. And then when she was 24 years old, she buried her first child. When she was 25 years old, she buried her second child. When she was 42 years old, she lost her husband. She went back to school to get her PhD at the age of 50. So she could support my two younger sisters and put them through school. And then she became a Carmelite nun so that she could marry the real love of her life, Jesus Christ. And she has peace. And she has a quiet joy that doesn't say, can I go on? But I must and I will because he does. Because he does. And that is for you. This isn't to make much of my mama. This is to make much of her God who offers you the same bulletproof strength when you're fatigued 
if you and I just remember that his call to us to pray for our daily bread also applies to hourly bread, to minutely bread, to every breath bread, that he will provide for you in the moment all that you need for all that you need. And this promise you need to know as deeply as you're familiar with the fatigue. Jesus said this, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. He might as well have written your name there, mom. And I will give you rest. Even in the sprint, even in the, I can't lay down right now. He will give you rest. Run to him. Lean on him. Call to him. Cry out to him with every breath. Because with every breath, he longs to sustain you. And even, even in the trial, he gives you rest. Got to know that. Frustration. Now, there are a couple of levels of frustration. And dads have one level of frustration where they shake their head, they look at their child, they scratch their head. I, I don't know this kid. I don't know, the, I don't know where you come from. I don't know what makes you tick. And then they walk away, right? There's a deeper level of frustration that moms know. You know, we're talking about a combination of Losing your mind, losing your sanity, losing your religion, losing your temper. It's all bound up. That level of frustration. And God has got you covered. As often as you um, know this frustration, as deep as you know it, I want you to know the promise of God. Here it is. Jesus says this. He says, I've said these things to you, Mom, that in me... You might have peace. In the world, in, in raising your kids, you will have tribulation. Things are going to go wacky. They are going to go crazy. They are going to be hard to figure out and frustrate you to the point where you want to pull your hair out or hide in the shower or go into the witness protection program. They're going to happen. That's what he's talking about. You're going to have that. But you got me. And that's not where the story ends. But take heart. Because I have overcome that. I have overcome your household. I have overcome your frustration. I have overcome the world. I've overcome your circumstances and your frustration. I've said these things to you so that you wouldn't be surprised. When things go south and crazy and frustrating. But take heart because I have your heart and I have overcome. And I am very fond of doing it again. So fatigue and frustration and and fear. Oh my, fear is a big one. We have fear. Fear that you're not enough. Fear that you weren't cut out for this. Fear that you don't have and you didn't have a role model to be the kind of mom that you know you want to be, that you know God is calling you to be. 
the poster person for this one is my wife, who longed to be a mom that she did not have any witness of or experience of growing up. And you can do that. You need not fear. But moms are are kind of hardwired to know what this anxiety, what this fear is like. This author, Elizabeth Stone, wrote this. Make the decision to have a child to be a mom is momentous. It is to decide forever to have your heart go walking around outside your body. Man, she was on to something, right? And if we don't have a superpower that comes against that anxiety, that comes against that fear, then we're in trouble. But you don't have to be because you do. Just like God said to Joshua, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous because I am strong and courageous and I got you, right? Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed for the Lord your God, almighty God is with you, with you. Wherever you go. Whatever you do. For everything that you know about. And everything that you don't. I am strong and courageous. And I am in you. And with you. And for you. And I am not going anywhere. Ever. Ever. And you can meet your fears with that strength. His strength. With that courage, knowing it is not all on you, it's all on him. And he is with you, and he is in you, and he has got this, and he has got you. And and the power is not just in the promise, it's taking hold of it. And knowing it is yours, and claiming it, and standing in it. And you can walk without fear. And you can walk free of frustration. And you can walk through fatigue with joy and courage and strength because of him. And it doesn't matter if you're not a mom. That applies to you too. How about this? Failure. Failure of the clicker to work. Failure. There you go. Failure, man. You men know what this is. Fear of failure, that drives us, doesn't it? Fear of failure drives moms too. And and being a mom, that is hard work. It was was said, like, um, the whole term, working mother, that's unnecessarily redundant. Right? I mean, can we just do this? If you work outside the home, if you don't work outside the home, would you just support each other? Because I will tell you a secret. Both of you make the other one feel guilty. Okay? If you are a mom, you are working. So be for each other. Because God is for you. You're working at what is arguably the most important job. Right? You've been entrusted with bringing up the next generation of precious souls. Who are precious to God. You've been entrusted with something eternal. Don't let anybody, don't let any other mom tell you you're less than that. 
you're fearing that you're failing. You know, it's, it's hard. And I, I just want to give you a piece of wisdom. It doesn't come from Scripture. It comes from a sitcom, but here it is. Dorothy on the Golden Girl said this, It's not easy being a mother. If it were easy, fathers would do it. <clears throat> I think she was on to something. <clears throat> Look, getting serious, do not cooperate, moms. You are cooperating with the enemy when you look at your worst moments and make them your identity. You play that tape over and over of the time when you fell, of the time when you failed, on the time when you didn't have the right words, and you didn't, you lost your... And you make that your identity. That is exactly what the enemy of your soul wants you to do. And it could not be any more opposite than the gospel because Jesus came and Jesus died. He went to the cross and he took your worst moments to them from you and so that he could be your identity so when you review these things that you've already repented of you've already been forgiven for and you make them your identity you are fighting against the god of the gospel who has said you are a new creation in me and i am your identity and here's what i say about you you are not a failure You are mine, and I am carrying you, and I've got you. And work good through this. Only God can do that. He said, but I'm not perfect. Good. Stop trying to be. Just be faithful. Right? God can work with imperfection that knows it's imperfect and looks to him for their enough. In fact, God could glorify himself even more in, in your current state. This is what he said to Paul. He said, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Which means God can show off in an imperfect mom in a way that he could not be glorified if you had it all going on all the time, 24-7, 365. Because he can bring blessing out of disorder and imperfection. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Don't despair that you're not perfect. Rejoice that the perfect God can work perfectly through you. As long as you rely on him to be what you cannot be. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go because like delaying a meal is not what you do to a mom. So I'm going to get you out of here. But there is one more superpower that you may know, you may not know, you may need to be reminded of and, and, and encouraged by and refreshed by. And you need to know how powerful it is. It is the superpower of sacrificial love. Sacrificial love. Is that not your life? Is that not your life, mom? Sacrificial love. You are in your child's life to teach them what love is all about in a world 
that cannot, for the life of it, figure out what real love looks like. And because your child is loved by you, I don't care how old they are, you are showing them eternal truth. That love is joyful sacrifice. Love is joyful sacrifice. That is what love is for mother and child, for husband and wife, for God and humanity. Let us get off the train that says it's a mushy feeling. No, it's I'm going to disadvantage myself to advantage you because you and your joy and your thriving and your happiness and your peace is more important to me than my own. That is the power of the gospel. Love is joyful sacrifice and you have it. And I want you to know that is not natural. That is supernatural. Let me talk to the guys for a minute. I got married for selfish reasons. Because I believed rightly that my life would be better with Sheree in it than it would be without it. I have to walk in marriage in the opposite of that. That love is not selfish. It is joyful sacrifice. That is what your wife, the mother of your children, has wired into her. Love her that way. Today. Every day. That is it. Jesus made this up, right? Right? It was all his idea. He said, greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. He's talking about his sacrifice, right? On the cross for our sins, for our salvation and rising again. And if I could paraphrase this today for moms, it would be this. This Greater love has no mom than this, that she lay down her life for her kids in joyful sacrifice in the strength of Jesus for you. That's the power. And you got it, mom, if you have Jesus. And, and, and this mom thing is too big and too important to try to do it without him. So don't. If you know Jesus Christ, then know his power, know his promise, and lay hold of that. And know that more intimately than you know the threat and the pressure of fatigue and frustration and fear and failure. And if you do, you're going to walk in victory over these things. And you are going to carry your family. To him. To him. In such a beautiful way. So whether or not you have a husband. I hope you do. Who tells you these things. 
whether or not you have children who tell you these things or even able to, I want you to hear from the heart of God these things you are loved and appreciated, cherished, needed, beautiful, strong, and adored. You're a mom. And that was God's idea. And you can do the most important job in a heavenly way because Jesus is your superpower. And you could take that to the bank. And I hope you will. God bless you. We love you, moms. Let's pray. Lord, um, discouragement comes against all of us. All of us. Lord, today and every day, would you please encourage the moms when, when they struggle with frustration, when they struggle with fatigue, when they struggle with fear, when they struggle with failure, to know your promises, to know your love, to know your presence and your power with them, in them, and for them. And Lord, please help each of us Look to you as our superpower and build up the ones that you are using, the moms, to show your heart to children, to husbands, to friends, to community. Unburden them in you. Empower them in you. Encourage them in you. And we praise you for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you need encouragement in any way, you need prayer, uh, I'm going to sit back there in the corner. You just come and we'll do that in the meantime. Uh, for him, your mom.